Phil's Breakfast Metal episode 12. Uh, doing something a bit different this episode. It's uh, a Mother's Day special. Basically, I've been having... I had this thought for a while, and probably a lot of you uh, like fans of the show would have come to a similar conclusion. Like, Metal's got something really interesting going on in it. As, like, as time progresses and it gets more and more diverse and weird, and a lot of more mainstream music is becoming more and more homogenized and similar, that there's a hell of a lot of people who seem to have like slipped through the cracks of modern music and don't, don't really listen to music anymore, don't find anything they enjoy. And actually, with metal reaching out into all these weird places and coming up with more and more strange ideas, um, it's actually can appeal to a lot of a lot of people, like older people who, you know, wouldn't give a shit about Metallica like and stuff like that, but there's bands they could get into that are are emerging, you know, when you listen to, like, say, newer Alcest albums or something like that, that can actually appeal to, like, a lot of people who have just been completely left behind by mainstream music. And I think this is a really interesting facet of metal. Like, the other day I was just uh, watching Devon Townsend, supported by Leprous and Tesseract, and it had this incredible audience where, like, loads of people have brought their mums along to it. So, with that in mind... We thought we'd do a special episode, which is basically great albums for for mums to listen to in metal. Um, rather than the usual format, uh, me and Rob won't be doing any research for this episode. Rob's not in the, on this episode at all, actually. Uh, what, we've instead, <laughs> what I've instead gone for is I've got my mum to pick her a top five metal tracks for, for mums on Mother's Day. And... Um, yeah, I've got to introduce all of them. So, it's a bit different, possibly a bit silly, um, but yeah, there's some good music in there. Obviously, this doesn't go into the realms of extreme metal, where there won't be any Cannibal Corpse in this episode, although it should be pointed out, um, Rob Barrett's mum from Cannibal Corpse is one of the best mums in metal. If you've seen the Cannibal Corpse DVD, you'll know what I mean. But anyway, um, yeah, let's get into this. Um, so here's me basically interviewing my mum. All right, welcome to Phil's Breakfast Metal, episode 12. Uh, not joined by Rob this week. We're doing a, kind of a short, sort of slightly silly episode this week. And I'm joined by my mum, <laughs> who, yeah, wanted to give her sort of perspective on a... Basically give us a short playlist of, um, of five tracks for, for Mother's Day. And there's five metal tracks that mums might be into, basically. Um, yeah, so let's just jump right into it. The first track on your list is The Cloak by Leprous off of Cole. I can't remember what year Cole came out now, but... So why have you chosen Cole... Like, why have you chosen The Cloak particularly as a Leprous track? Um, it was one of the first tracks you introduced me to, and um, I saw them do this live in the Fleece. Twice now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and it, was, uh, it was just amazing, because I couldn't believe that someone could do that... <laughs> live as well as you know on a recording it was just blew me away yeah you, you're referring i assume to his ludicrous high vocals in this song absolutely yeah yeah um so yeah this is a kind of a standard well not standard it's kind of a weird progressive metal band they've kind of got their own sound and it's mainly just led by Aina's incredible high-pitched vocals i think we featured him on yeah i think he's on the first episode does guest vocals on an ishan song and yeah, actually, interestingly enough, we're off to see him again on Sunday. Wow. Because it's support for Devon Townsend. So yeah, so this is... Um, yeah, so what, what do you like about Leprous? Um, I think it's the vocals. It really has to be the vocals. 
Um, and, and they are. I mean, they're tremendously um, good musicians. Yeah, and, yeah. And I never thought I'd really like something like that, you know, um, when I'm this kind of age. Never thought I'd encounter <laughs> something. Actually, I could feel really keen about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a relatively new band. And would you, like, to new listeners, would you recommend Cole as the first album to listen to? Or... I, th- I think Cole. I think Cole's very open to the people yeah, I've before. It was yeah. my start point, I was pretty yeah. happy with it. Okay, cool. This is um, The Cloak by Leprous.
So our um, second choice, well, Mum's second choice in this one is a far more well-known band. This is Dream Theater with the Enemy Inside off of their self-titled album. I remember the name of the album. I only play it in the cast, I don't know. I think it might be the self-titled. Yeah. This is the only one on the list I've not actually heard. <laughs> so yeah, how did you get into Dream Theatre? Through you, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. everything on this yeah. list is <laughs> albums I've lent you. Yeah. So uh, and yeah, and when I can remember going we we went to see them in Wolverhampton. Yes, yes so we did. They were brilliant, brilliant there. And it was such a small venue for them. It was really amazing. Yeah, a relatively intimate gig. Because we're again another band we're off to see. We're, uh, their Images and Words tour coming up, um, which should be really exciting. But yeah, so this track's a relatively new one of theirs. Like, so what, what what draws you to Dream Theater? What do you like about their style? Is it the vocals again? Um, it, it, it is the no. It's not really the vocals because their vocals, although good, I think it's the complete band. It's mm. it's the whole orchestral element to it as well. And actually, this isn't the this this isn't the track I really wanted to play. But you wouldn't let me have the one that was twenty minutes long. No, I felt that might take so, up half the episode. <laughs> so, um, but this gives a flavour of, mm. of their their stuff. So, I mean, yes, if you like this, but go and hear the real orchestral and the the whole kind of drama that they bring to this. I love the key. I love the keyboards. The keyboards are really quite. <laughs> you don't feel they ever get slightly overblown. Oh yeah, that, that's the whole point about Dream Theater. They are a bit <laughs> overblown, and don't listen to the lyrics too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they um, they got a bit overboard on cliches in this in in this uh, album, but ignore that and get on to the really good bits and 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 enjoy the oh the sheer enthusiasm. They oh yeah, this. I just I just love it. Yeah, I do remember lyrically. Um, I think it was the best of times, which is a really sad song to make a hash of lyrically because it was Mike Portnoy's tribute to his dead dad, but it was unlistenably cheesy because of that. I know. So yeah, I do know what you mean there. Yeah, it does tend to make me wince a bit sometimes, but um, I, but I just love them musically so mm. much that I forgive them <laughs> <laughs> the cliches. And again, would you say this is like a good album of theirs to start on for people? Yeah. Yeah, excellent cool. one. Cool, so I believe it's a self-title, but uh, I'll put it in the show notes anyway. <laughs> so this is Dream Theater's The Enemy Inside.
third track we're covering is a band I, me and Rob will definitely come back and cover in more detail because they're a really interesting, like, just group of people and, like, the story of how the band came together and reformed is incredible. This is uh, Orphan Lands, All Is One, from the album of the same title. Uh, Israeli-based metal, like, trying to bring the world together through music, like, peace through metal music. So, yeah, what, what appeals to you about... Um, Orphan Land sound. It's the combination of the Middle Eastern uh, music, their traditional music, uh, in in conjunction with you know the modern, the guitars, the drums. You know, it, it's it's just incredible how they that fusion is. I've never heard anything like it, and it's so attractive as a musical kind of taste. And yeah, and I introduced it to my friend, and she hadn't listened for to music for over twenty years because there was nothing in the modern genre that she liked. And she loves this. Yeah, yeah. She loves it, yeah. And uh, do, you, do you get on board with the kind of the lyrical message they, they have going oh, on? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, uh, bringing communities together and um, actually giving some hope for the Middle East. Mm. I mean, we need some hope there. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. This this song, lyrically, I think, is very on the nose about their kind of yeah. political stance, but... I mean, I think it's one most kind of metal heads would be on board with. Unfortunately, you've not got to see them live yet, have you? No, no. Although they have got a new, I think they've just finished recording a new album, so hopefully there'll be a new tour. I would love to see them, but if it means going to a festival, I think it might not be on the cards. They'll probably do a venue tour again. You might just have to travel to London. <laughs> so be it. Uh, yeah, so this is the beautiful but immensely cheesy All Is One.
fourth track we're doing today is a band um, we've we've covered before on the podcast, and me and Rob made like sort of no secret of our love for this. Uh, this is Haken's um, "The Initiate" from their most recent, I think, 2016 album "Affinity," which also features Leprous's vocal vocalist halfway through. And the first time we saw him live was Haken took Leprous out on tour, which I think is probably one of well, one of the big breaks Leprous have got, but. Yeah, so what's drawn you to the band Haken? Like, what, what do you like about their sound? They've also got tremendous vocals. And and having seen them live, they are just so good live. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, um, and that's, you know, I think the whole, the concept album, you know, Aquarius I loved, mm. uh, The Mountain, equally. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I thought, well, I can't believe they would do another third one that could be anywhere near as good. And I was just amazed that this one was so good. Yeah, yeah. So this one, so me and Rob covered the mountain previously, which is like the super wacky, overblown concept album of theirs. We particularly love, but I think is a bit divisive. This album, they've kind of come back in a bit more, I say a bit more straightforward direction. It's still bizarre. Like tracks like 1985 are incredibly strange, but... Um, and yeah, I, I would say, I don't know if you got this from it, the Initiate particularly, this was the first single they released, sounds like they're kind of doing a Leprous song. I must admit, yeah, it does sound a bit like, like Leprous, but it's the only one on the whole album that actually does sound like Leprous, I think. So, um, although I chose it because I like Leprous too. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so it appealed, it appealed. But there's another great track on the album which um, I also like, but that one is 20 minutes long. Another one you wouldn't let me have. For this <laughs> yeah, session. another massive one. <laughs> so, um, so actually carry on, listen to the rest of the album and hear track five, which is really good. And yeah. that's the long one. I think that is the one featuring Ina from Leprous as well. <laughs> cool. This is uh, Haken's The Initiate. Thank you. 
final song we're doing in this uh, playlist is another band like Dream Theater, where I think I got both my parents into this very long ago, like probably even back when Fear of the Blank Planet came out sometime around 2007? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is Porcupine Tree's final album, um, The Incident, which... Uh, I jealously didn't get to see see them perform live in full, but you you did. <laughs> yeah, I saw them in Colston Hall. Yeah, yeah. So that was great. Would you say after seeing that album performed in its entirety, this album has maybe more significance for you than some of the others? Yeah, because it was one of the first gigs um, I, I went to. So um, uh, in the modern era, that is, <laughs> in my adult time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and what what is it that attracts you to Porcupine Tree? Because they're quite they're a relatively different band to everyone else on this list. The complexity of what they've got going on in there, and actually with them, there is some very deep stuff in there, mm-hmm. which um, uh, no cheesy. I've never discovered a cheesy lyric with them, um, uh, and they've they've just got some very great um, whole concept albums, which I like. Yeah, yeah, so I think quite a few bands on this list have gone for the uh, the full-flowing concept album. And yeah, Porcupine Tree definitely attempt to delve into the, the deeper, darker lyrical matter. So you've probably only you've only heard like the tail end of Porcupine Tree stuff, sort of um, in absentia onwards. Yeah, I haven't heard anything earlier than that. Some good albums to go back to. The first few were a bit dodgy. Um, and yeah, how, how do you stand on, since, since Porcupine Tree's kind of seemingly come to an end, how do you stand on Steve Wilson's solo career? Not as, it's not as good as Porcupine Tree, but actually having seen him live now on his own, I was pleasantly surprised by how, how good his material was. And uh, of course then you've still got his vocals, so um, he is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I really did, en- really did enjoy seeing him live. Um, but this this song for me is well. It appeals to anybody of my age, I think. <laughs> yeah, so this it is, is so true. This is the uh, this is the track. Time flies. Is that is that where you've gone for this one particularly off this album? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it appeals anybody who's over fifty, and um, <laughs> can look at this and say. Yeah, this is so true. <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, the 11 minute epic Time Flies. The year of Sergeant Pepper And all you experienced Into a suburb of heaven Yeah, and it should have been forever It all seemed to make so much sense But after a while, you realize time flies. And the best. 
I hope you enjoyed that. That was a, a bit of a different episode, but I thought it was quite a fun idea. Um, yeah, uh, just wanted to come back to say, you know, uh, or get in touch, let us know what you thought, see if there's, if there's any albums you'd recommend to showing parents who maybe haven't got into metal before. Like, there's loads of good ones there, the great gateways, um, but then there must be thousands upon thousands more. So, yeah, send us comments. So, Get in touch on the Facebook page, Phil's Breakfast Metal, um, or send us an email at philsbreakfastmetal at gmail.com. And, and as always, please rate and review us on iTunes. If you do so, I think you'll probably be the first at the moment. We, we could definitely do with some stars there. Uh, the thing I wanted to leave you with, I've got a few more uh, suggestions of great albums you might want to buy your mum on Mother's Day that are kind of inoffensive but still interesting metal. Uh so this is just eight choices, but yeah, please let us know other good ones because it's always fun to recommend my mum <laughs> cool metal albums, if nothing else. Yes, yeah, so I think Opeth's Damnation, 
probably my favourite of the entirely clean vocal Opeth albums, but I know there's definitely differing opinions on that. Uh, Hammers of Misfortune, The Locust Years. Basically any Hammers of Misfortune album, bar the first one, is a pretty good like listen for anyone who's got any enjoyment of more straightforward old prog. Alcestor's Shelter, that album is poss- possibly not even a metal album, but it's made by metal musicians and it's very cool. Um, a bit of a more obscure one, Aluna, Awakening the Forest. This is a band who very much do that kind of um, Sabbathy sound, but it's taken to quite a stripped back place and with some very melodic female vocals on it. Just a really, really fun album. Uh, again, arguably not a metal band, but basically most of the newer Clutch albums, possibly the latest one, like they're they're all good fun for anyone who's got any interest in old blues and. You know, there's not a hell of a lot of newer blues around, so Clutch are always a good choice on that level. Uh, Fortunately, now split up, band, but The Devil's Blood final album, or not f- final proper release, uh, Thousandfold Epicenter. Like, for anyone who's into any kind of psychedelic rock, and talking of psychedelic rock, Ulver's cover album, Childhood's End, is, is a perfect choice for anyone who's got any love for old 60s psychedelic music. But yeah, as I say... Let us know. Um, let us know any choices you you have. Any, any disagreements with your, my mum's opinions on metal as well? Like, you might think that's a terrible dream first album. I've not heard it the whole way through yet, so I have no idea. Anyway, uh, see you soon.